was once here before. Back then, I was a very different person. Like a perfect circle of death. somehow encloses me so no one dares be close to me. It keeps them from getting close enough so they're safe from reputations. things that go against you does end up suffering in this moat of pain you get damaged the people around you that you love it's always their choice. To stay. They've become this threat. <laughs> and I feel that no matter what I do, as long as I live, I'm gonna be a threat. I feel like the flag on my ship is upside down and I'm in distress. These threats are moving in on me from all sides. Somebody gets close enough, they're bound to pee caught in the crosshairs. Something about the people who find they can't let go of me and just give up. How lucky it was to have them in my life. But I no longer walk in justice, love, mercy. I walk humbly without hard out. Banner. I do my own justice. Faced under extraordinary circumstance.
I do more than was expected of other people to ensure that I hold up and I thrive and I endure the sacrifices that I've had to defend. Love and mercy become more forgiving from someone with a shallow heart. I thought that going against the odds will lead me back into the woman that I love, a woman that I am and I never forget. One who I have spent a lifetime of opportunity to get. And I know why should I ask so much for me? I'm no one special. My finest quality is to humbly self-face my own history. With my very special way of being sad and angry and also very blessed to have known myself to be a person that is not worthless, who lives to let live and to celebrate, to be sorry for the losses that we all endure. To know what losses that no longer lay ahead because with us is carried this deep knowledge of who we are and where we've been. For me, it's that I know who she is, who I am. I know exactly where she is. And I wish I knew what I know now when I was younger. And I hope I continue to remember who I am today when I get older so I can rest restrain myself with my own humble nature. That constant death and resurrection that my life seems to constantly need to endure and my life has become about living in a way so that you don't always feel horrible <laughs> at a funeral and I think there's something that we should do for those that we care about 
will miss us when we're gone. There is not one temptation that doesn't lead to sorrow. But you don't necessarily need to be led into sorrow in order to overcome temptation. Sometimes it's as simple as conforming yourself to accepting your own common denominator. Sometimes I feel like I'm traveling through a graveyard and I'm just finding my way to be this young light of fire in the dark. And a little bit more cloudless on a day that is blue. And I often lean on language and I sing like a mockingbird. And I have a way to twist all my words to meet others at their own graveyard, their own grave sites. We carry these memories with us like a suitcase full of scars. Until our deaths, and then in our lives, we carry these suitcases of stars. And I wonder where along the way do we make the exchange? It's like the stars are like these bright, golden glitters in our life, which renders the darkness void and incomplete. That sparkle is a blessing that shines and reflects the best light to give you hope. In that darkness.
think the hardest thing is to realize that you have to accept when somebody steals from you. They steal away your heart or your happiness. Or they take something from you that is your heart or your happiness. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as killing someone. You leave them for dead. You commence upon them some sort of dying. You resign them to a fate of having to endure. There was once a man that said that I would never see my daughter again. I would never watch her grow into a woman. It wasn't long until I knew that I wouldn't be a part of her life because he was her father. And to harm him would be to hurt her. And because of his selfish choices, her mother was gone. And her father is what she had left in the world. My child is being raised by someone else. And I am like death to her. I'm not living in her life. And I have to stay away if I care. And so that's what I'm doing. I never wanted any of this. But you can't say that I've let go or that I've given up. I just know that these bits of life 
I've managed to still preserve are all that I have left of my daughter. She is gone based on choices. And as far as I'm concerned, the day she was taken, it killed my whole family. And I know it's hard to understand. because you're not like me, then you didn't feel. And most models of pain requires the value of resentment. And I seem to be on a path of my own punishment. I don't wish ill will on other people, but someone's gotta pay, so I project it on myself, and I live with that every day. I had to back out of my daughter's life in order to keep her. I could have spent the last of her years being her mother and her family, but I couldn't do that. I wasn't given permission. The option was not offered. The chance was not there. I love my girl enough to know that I had to let her go. She didn't deserve to have her mother broken in front of her. didn't need to see her dad that way. Keep doing those things to her. I couldn't stand up to him and be a beating bag to protect her. 
definitely does more damage to her to watch. I've just hoped that somehow that she's known that I let go of her to protect her. And it's enabled me to bring good to the world in ways that may seem independent from her. But I always make her my world. And I feel like I'm constantly wearing a mask, rolling in the mud and surprised and shocking constantly as I use what I have to sort things out. <laughs> like the people that love us who really truly give love to us become these foundational elements which are like these brick and mortars erect our strengths and hold us, keep us from crumbling into dust. And while my role as a mother may have been turned to collapse and rubble. I still possess that love and that care. I don't have it in me to be there, but I can be here and bring forth all that I possess and do my best. Keep myself from passing out from the stress, keep myself fed, self-care every day. Because nothing I could do to fight would matter at all anyway. I don't know what is wanted from me. If I go back there, but I'm looking to find a way forward because I can't live 
for much longer with what I feel inside. I'm tired of people thinking that I'm not worth anyone. I'm not worth anything for anyone. Like, I have this mortal wound and I'm left off in the distance just to die. Yet every day I find a reason to wake up and to step out my door. <laughs> and needing someone to lead on. Well, that's what I got myself for. I can be myself the ways that I can and I think that that's why I create this evidence of presence online these are other ways that I mourn and pray creating these little databases of my human experience like going to work as long as I keep moving forward I will endure that job requires attention at a latitude that is highly advising and protective to the inordinate organization and the council of my own securities. And I know putting myself out there is like putting a target on my back. <laughs> because we are all creatures of habit. And we have a power to influence and a need that's based in greed. It's like a hunger to bait the plans for your own selfish need. And what's the point of sophisticated organization if it's not meant for the benefits to be redeemed? I always felt that there's so many interesting aspects of the things that I could see that I should just write a book. Not for anybody except for myself to remind myself of why I live this way. 
and then realize that there's obviously ample opportunity to extrapolate content from it. And so that's how I live every day. Usually much happier than this. But sometimes you gotta break down and cry. You know, sometimes that's the only thing that makes you feel alive. And you go back and you check your life story and its influence and you're like, yeah. That's what makes me who I am. That's what I'm living with today. And the story gets easier to tell every time you tell it. It's like a muscle. You're strengthening yourself against it. I have this need to protect the identity of other people when I'm telling my own story. I don't want it to be about them. I want to tell about the good relationships that I have with people, not the bad ones. The good bonds, the good ties, not the ways that I've been hurt. Are the parts of living I despise. But I consider life like building a door. You know, you build a frame of reference and reliability and it's a basic concept of its operation, you know. And there's a way to project manage its development and to practice the discipline of skills to build. You design places and you engineer based off of analysis and you draw out things with this architecture. And you design this construction that door ends up becoming something that you can go through. The thing about doors is that there's rules. And I think that's the one thing that I appreciate most about the art. That it's principle-centered. But it's also an engineering of a simple victory. Being capable of exiting and entering. I mean, most people don't think how significant that is in structuring. But it matters how you come into some place and how you leave. I guess the art of building these doors is like stories. When you open a book, it's like a door into a whole new world. 
and a person is like a door into a whole different world. And it's not always what you expect. Sometimes you have to build these doors in order to invite people in so that they can understand all of it. And I know what I'm doing is inviting people into my own life. And now I'm crying in front of you because I'm not afraid or ashamed. No reason to hide. I know it's not that it matters to you that I tell you my story. It resonates the same level of a bunch of other people that have had to go through these things before me. I know that it happens in society. It's happened to me. It's happened before. It'll happen again. I certainly hope that for future generations it's less of a disturbance. I'd like to fix things so they're not quite so bad for everyone, but there's not a lot that I can do because I'm just one person and in the world I'm no one. I'm no one except for the story that I can make. So that's what I'm giving. A recount of my living. Somehow it'll make a difference in life. It's like each step into each door, I go further into the present moment with this intention, my own special recipe for balancing the body, the mind, the spirit in the midst of this turmoil, stress and anxiety. I make the best of everything. When I'm alive and I'm actually striving, I can do anything I set my mind to. Accomplish many wonders. The ideas I have lost incentive for striving. It's certainly what happens to somebody who's constantly dying. Like, when you know death is around the corner, all that you care about is leaving your legacy for the people who you're leaving behind. Try to make it not so difficult for them. 
now that you're gone. Perhaps these records will make a difference. I'm not sure. But I can't help but feel that there's someone out there who can relate and will help them some sunny day. That's the one thing that I can appreciate most about the way that I feel is that to feel is to human. If I can feel all of that and still be willing to live, you know, that's some kind of record. I suppose if my sad story inspires one person to be happy or to not give up, that would make me really proud. Something that I would want my children to know about me, to look back upon with memory, and that that would be something that gets them through the dark days when I'm really gone. And I know I should probably be striving more now in life to be there for them in their lives. But I feel the odds are constantly against me. I have this monster standing in my way, preventing me. To become this like haunting demon. That really only strikes if I dare care to try. Being honest about where I'm at it takes guts serious guts and I know that I'm not thinking like you or feeling like I need to explain myself or to hide 
my true self. I mean, honestly, I think I'm pretty badass for being able to endure the things that I have. <laughs> still be living, still have gratitude, and this indomitable force. Honestly, believe, though I may not be able to fix what's broken in my life, I feel like I can take on the world. I have this grit inside me. It just moves these passive capabilities and turns them into these massive possibilities. There's something to be said about the art of living well, and that's different for everybody. To be well and to live in wellness, even in a world that's not always the nicest. I guess the trick is to strengthen who I am, to become this free spirit, despite all the bad, become this spiritually awake person, and I'm constantly grasping at the future and asking it to tell me a story of opportunity and the real benefits of what going, what is going to come, you know, 10 years down the line is still a really long time, and in the time that's passing, there's this native visionary capacity people who know how to see how to rewrite the narratives of humanity and to represent those underserved communities of people who are living with suffering. I have faith in human ingenuity and the capacity to develop innovative solutions to systemic problems. When I see my problems, I see them as these 
things that I can take on as a cause to champion. And my favorite way to work out these problems is to just stop categorizing things into bailing buckets. Like, how can we get a little bit of the water out of the sinking ship? Like, my mentality goes to where's the hole and how do we fix it? You know, where is the water coming in? Where is the crack under the pressure and how do we prevent it from getting any bigger? And how do we stay calm so we can draw on the power of our simple memories of having skills to overcome things? You know, in emergency, it's those things that have been drilled and ingrained into you that you rely on. It's the closest thing to instinct. It's preparation. And it's the best way to act when something unexpected happens. You know, it's the way that I've always responded to hardships and failures in my life. They have all defined me. And it's not been about asking what I want to do with my life. It's recognizing that someone is always watching and that they'll see my craziness and my sadness but I hope also my happiness my every emotion that they can think of and to see that I still believe I still am hopeful and optimistic. I'm someone confident enough to always lift other people up, even when I'm down. Because as I go along my way of overcoming these things that make me feel like I'm dragging this chain stuck to an anchor that's trying to keep me stuck overcoming that and taking people with me along the way encouraging them for passion helping other people without losing myself so like when I'm putting my life into first principles, I consider myself to be a badass woman. The life that I've lived, the stories I could tell the time that I have redeemed, it's a lot. And I am a woman 
on a mission to save the world from a man's world and to bring on the rising, the making of a new history that's bold and beautiful, that's justified for the type of love that I'm making. It's like this beautiful bond of a pretty sweet future. One that may seem crazy and stupid, but it makes you wonder what would you do for love? To love with that sense of confidence, that sense of wanting to be this exercise in disruption. To shake the whole world apart. Work for it. consider myself to be brave, strong, determined, smart, and daring, and I'm sure other people could agree to those labels of comparing. I realized that if I wanted to change the world, have to change the art of living. And if I was going to do that, I was going to have to move into indulging the delightful. And the secret to winning over my heart in the hearts of others is to refuse to give up. I'm this light that's always charging into the twilight of being here, and I am on this quest of becoming the greatest history, living proof of the art of living well, created with this custom blend from Misfit. A writer telling a story, going crazy. So you're constantly adapting. 
evaluating what's happening. Rattling those chains and the future things that are holding back that eventuality. Developing my team. Re-energizing. Keeping my head in that space, in that game. Learning how to stay in my own lane. I always feel it's best to say so poetically. that there is beauty in that kind of truth. I consider the preservation of myself is that I don't care about my problems. Because despite them, my great kindness is unaffected. guess to say that I'm trying to show that I'm not a threat where from which I come from is a place where others could not be in danger never seen a threat and loving or caring or apparently with sharing philosophy that people like me live with. When you live face to face with yourself all the time, you look at another's life and 
you see the features of their faces and you see that each has their own face they have to face in their life his own features and its peculiar lines and this just means that each has their own fate in which that other has to occupy and that's a certain place and it is a place in which they can change nothing nothing but themselves and you realize that they just have to become more closely bound to facing that face and to come into contact with the extraordinary and to think about opportunities to understand themselves more clearly so that the death that's there does not change anything from within that we remained bound and determined to the life that we have chosen to live For me, communication with other people is necessary so that I can be in that special state of explaining the follow-through of the ideas that I have, which can only be understood in this sort of connection. If it takes one branch of a tree with twigs to make the cross-sections of a branch, only those will correspond to a human in ways that other people can ordinarily see them. And from those branches, the life of human will come through the twigs and the lies will come intertwined with people. And who comes into contact with them is how we decipher who we are. Your literal lateral line projections of significance of precisely this branch with the twigs that we remain on. Our life is a long body of life rooted like a great oak. This conception of man or of life as a branch that offshoots is that each person is a principle with whom we are all connected. We link each other in representations of our own lives. And we explain to others a great deal about living. For each human for themselves, they are a branch that connects the offshoots of understanding. This idea is like unity in everything whatever sense it can be taken